5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. You always have a suspect taste in music, Philip, but today you might have gotten it right. Appreciate it. Hey, I like that you took the compliment and didn't take the backhanded part at first to heart. That was good. Uh, You know, you got to take what you can get. Welcome in, everybody. The Patrick Johnson Show, the show that has rallied many times from 20 down at halftime. Right? We've done it. Oh, for sure. Didn't exactly start on a catbird seat here, but we've done all right for ourselves. Uh, it's great to have you along. Nice to be with you. Thank you for taking some time with us on a Thursday. Uh, birthday shout-outs? We're not a shout-out station, I was told once. And not a coupon and sticker station either, I was told. Actually, I know that. But uh, a little happy birthday shout-outs today. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, Clark Willis is celebrating a birthday today. Our own Clark Willis from IBX Media. Did you guys know this? I did not know that. Now I feel bad because yeah. I talked to him for like 15 minutes earlier. Well, I think everybody knows you're how you are. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, Captain Chris Sutton, ECU Police, occasional guest on the show, good friend. So hello uh, and happy birthday to Captain Sutton. Uh, the chairman of the board, are you familiar, Philip? Chairman of the board, the band, Beach Music Band? No. All right, my guy Ken Knox, I'll tell him you said happy birthday, uh, is uh, Ken Knox, chairman of the board, celebrating a birthday today. And uh, one of the, if he re- decided to run for mayor of Greenville, and I love P.J. Conley, uh, our, our, our most frequent guest on the show, he still owes me a key to the city, but I'm okay with that. I, you know, I, I know he's a busy guy. But if... Uh, if, if Marvin Jarman decided to run for mayor, it'd be curtains for PJ, I think. Or anybody running against him. Marvin Jarman. Rampant legend. North Carolina legend. You know, they, they hand out that damn longleaf pine to anybody who can walk up right now, it seems. You don't have to have accomplished a whole lot like you did at one time, it seems. Well, we get Marvin Jarman along in order of the longleaf pine. Right? Can we work on that? Am I alone in this chorus? So happy birthday, Marvan, the Marvman. 75 degrees. You need a you have a bad breath situation, you run into Marvin. He's gonna offer you some juicy fruit anyway. So there you go. It's not he might not realize your bad breath situation. In these COVID times, he, you might not be able to get that He's still gonna offer you some gum. I had a little cake thing for Marvin today down at the ballpark. I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, happy! Some some birthday shout-outs. 
I guess they used to do that on this station in the five o'clock hour once upon a time. Birthday shout out. So I don't think we'll renew it, but those, I, I found today to be a notable birthday day. So I wanted to roll those out there. Some local legends celebrating a birthday today. Uh, all right. ECU last night could not complete the comeback. Tough one uh, in the Queen City of Cincinnati. Uh, a much better second half. Now, look. A couple things. You know, Cincinnati did shoot it really, really well in the first half. There's no two ways about that. I think like 60% from the floor. Uh, they were also uh, 55% from three. They had hit 16 out of 33s against Memphis on Sunday, and they kept that three-point shooting hot and going. I mean, the Bearcats are tough in that building. Pirates have not had a lot of success in that building ever. And... If you look at it, Vance Jackson, I mean, just went berserk, went boncos. In the second half, Pirates outscored Cincinnati by 12 in the second half. They were down by 23 in the first at one point. 20 at halftime, just couldn't couldn't get over the hump. And we'll hear from Joe Dooley. I, I think Joe was pretty disappointed because he felt like, you know, had they played the entire game like they'd played in the first half, who knows what would have happened? Or the second half, excuse me, who knows what would have happened? And here's the thing. <laughs> they, despite all that, I mean, it's a five-point game with, you know, a few minutes to go. I mean, it was a two-possession game late. Pirates could have certainly uh, sprung uh, what would have been a monumental comeback and one of the upset of all upsets. So we'll hear from Joe Dooley uh, on that in just a little bit. Uh, I know Cincinnati shot the ball totally out of their gourd, but I'll, I'll say this. I, the the Pirate defensive effort in the first half started to wane a little bit, and I think there was some head hanging going on. And, uh, you know, as far as from my perspective, I think that was the thing that probably disappointed Dooley the worst. You know, you're going to take – offense comes and goes in basketball. Anybody who's followed – any level of basketball, you're not going to shoot the ball well every night. If you're Steffi Curry and the Golden State Warriors, you're not going to shoot the ball lights out every night. There's going to be nights the shots aren't falling. Uh, now, that is all to varying degrees depending on who you are and what your team's made of. But, I mean, look at Duke. Shots weren't falling against Miami. They lost. Last night, attack the rim. Uh, and, of course, they got it to the guy who's probably going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft, so that helps. But my, my point is, you're going to have nights you're not going to make shots. But there's two things that travel in basketball, and that's defense and rebounding. And if you rebound the basketball and you are committed on defense, as East Carolina was in the second half, it wasn't like East Carolina, and I know Jackson went crazy, but, I mean, it wasn't like East Carolina had this just huge offensive outburst. I mean, there's a lot of points. But a lot of it was because their energy level on the defensive end was high. And if they play that kind of defense, they'll compete with anybody in this league. You know, Houston might be the, uh, the only untouchable in the conference, depending on their rostered health situation. But, I mean, a lot of you all probably gave up on that thing last night. And if you're not, you're to a degree probably telling on yourself. I mean, the second half was a much better performance than than the first half, and that goes without saying. But 
in some respects, you have to really feel like, and again, I don't think you feel like you let one slip away because the first half was just such a poor effort, but to have such a solid second half, you just can't help but wonder what may have happened had East Carolina started out the first half better than what they did. I mean, there were a couple of different spurts to, to get the game close near the end. Davenport, that big three, that was a really good pick-and-pop play drawn up, I think, with a buck 45 left. He struck the trifecta. And look, Memphis on Saturday, big crowd is needed. I, I, I We're going to have a couple of tickets we'll give away a few minutes here. I know we've got two I could give away. It's kind of a hard ticket to, to, to find right now, as you can imagine. But there, there needs to be as good a crowd as possible, and I, and I get there's the Omicron situation, but, you know, if, if you're comfortable with the notion of being in, uh, in, in, at the game and making some noise on Saturday, you know, it, it probably is something that, uh, you know, take all the precautions, but a good crowd will be needed in that building just to have some energy. And uh, I, I'm kind of anxious to see. I was really happy to see Javon Small play. In that game, he gave the Pirates some good energy, some good effort. Joe Dooley's talked about maybe trying to get him to play a little more, get him some more minutes. It was a good game for him last night. Not sure, haven't been really to get an answer yet on J.J. Miles. If it's been reported elsewhere, I've not seen it. But J.J. was on the trip and in street clothes. Don't know. Other than maybe just somebody else who could have made some shots early, I, I don't know you know, how, how big of an impact J.J. would have had on that game, although he played really, really well last time out against Tulane uh, that I saw him in person. So, and then uh, Brandon Suggs really struggled. You know, Luigi was not great, but he gave him some minutes. He kind of was a good matchup with the big guy from Cincinnati. They're both kind of, uh, you know, seven-foot guys who aren't the fleetest of foot. So, uh, you know. I think everybody that played contributed. Now, Suggs had just an awful night again, but, you know, didn't play in the second half. But I, uh, the group that played, I thought, were, were productive. It was a bit of a tough night for BJ, but, you know, there were some there were some positives to take away from it. Joe Dooley may not look at it like that, but, you know, I, I think it was a case where the Pirates didn't sustain the effort on defense that they needed to in the first half. Did a much better job of that in the second. And then when they came around and started to make some shots, that energy picked up, and you just can't always have that. you got to have that, especially on the road, consistent defensive energy throughout because your shots, by and large, aren't going to fall on the road. Um, Cincinnati had a run in that first half. It was 22-6. Gracious. Big, big run. Um Matt, so we'll hear from Joe Dooley coming up in our Pirate Report. Stand by to dial. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the ECU-Memphis game. Uh, you'll have to visit with me on the radio. I'm sorry, them's the rules. But we'll, we'll take caller uh, number five here in a few minutes. So stand by for that. Um, Matt Rule was on WFNZ in Charlotte. If you had to describe WFNZ to our uh, Eastern North Carolina audience, Charlotte native Philip Pilkington, how would you describe it? Um... A very left sports radio station that can say nothing <laughs> bad about the Panthers, the Democrats, or the Hornets. Okay. Wasn't quite what I was thinking the description was going to be, but uh, hey, you, 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 you were honest at least, right? That I was. So 
was this a gorilla? I, 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 truth be told, I wanted to listen to this with fresh ears. I've read a few tweets and comments and things that were said, but I wanted to have kind of fresh ears when I heard these comments today. So when we hear Matt Rule and a few excerpts from that later in the show, uh, we're going to have B-Baby Byram, Ben Byram, come in and, and react to some of this. Philip's going to react to some of this. I'm going to react to some of this because I've not heard it, and I don't want to hear it till we go. I mean, I've got the cuts on the vast soundbite roster, including a three-minute explanation about the process working. But was there? I mean, you 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 guys listen to this, Philip? Do you think that this was a? I mean, were, were the questions? I don't want to say, you know, gotcha, because that's probably not how they roll. It sounds like, but I mean, were they at least pointed and direct and, and seeking answers? In your opinion? Yeah, I think they were. They didn't give them the just the easy, easy way out, kind of like uh, some media outlets do. Okay. Yeah, I was a little surprised he did this. Now, was it in studio or on the phone? It sounded like it was on the phone. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll all visit that together. Now, I will say this: there is a there is a comment that Rule has said he's never been told that his future will deter is going to be determined on who he hires as the offensive coordinator. If a report today is true, he should be fired right now. Because there's a report that they have have they interviewed or they're planning to interview Scotty Montgomery for offensive coordinator. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Wait, sorry, Ben and I were talking. What'd you ask us? Always good to have the guys pay attention to the program. Did they? Is it that they have hired him or that they're going to hire him? That they are interviewing him. They are going to interview him, but it doesn't specify if there's other candidates that they're interviewing or Right, well, they, there's been reports that there are other interviews. So they've not had Scotty in, but they're planning the interview. When I asked this question, this is what I got. It's what I got. So they are planning to interview him. That alone should have him fired right now. Am I wrong about that? No, that they Ben saying they have already interviewed him, and I agree with you. That should be enough to fire him because that right there he wasn't even a good OC at Duke. Fired. It was Cutcliffe that was doing all the work, and he just kind of sat back and took the credit. How do you think he wound up here? David Cutcliffe needed a an out because he couldn't get rid of a, a Duke legend. Have him quit calling plays, even though Cutcliffe, you're right, was calling all the plays. He, he couldn't just, you know, demote him. Or, so what did he do? He, he got him a head coaching job and shoved him off here. And my, it's taken Mike Houston now to dig out from that mess. And, and look, it's complicated because it. I know we love to go after Sc- Penn it all and Scotty Moe. And I know we love to talk about the old AD. But this was going sideways prior to Scotty Moe getting here. And Hall of Fame or not, and I love – the man personally, but it was not going in the direction it needed to go near the end of rough steel. And I mean, that's just facts. So, all right. But yeah, if, if I didn't mean to get off on that tangent or go down that rabbit hole, but obviously if, if Scotty Moe is, if they hire, if, if he hires Scotty Montgomery's the offensive coordinator, David Tepper should come in and hurl a phone at his head because that is just, that would be, the worst move of moves. All right. 
Uh, you want to give away some tickets on a much happier note? Let's do it. All right. I'm told we have a pair to give away today. Got that, that from got that from the Hankster himself. So 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263, 252-561-GAME, 561-4263. Caller 5, you will have to come on the air with me when you uh, we come back. I want to I hear uh, what's on your mind. But you'll get tickets to the ECU Memphis game. we got a pair to give away, so they'll be yours. And when we come back, we'll have our pirate report and hear from Joe Dooley. Caller 5, if you're so brave, when we return on the Patrick Johnson Show. Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment. Furnished by the Entertainment Industry Foundation. I'm with my health insurance agent, Bill Jenkins. Bill is an employee benefit specialist and life insurance agent from Town Insurance. Bill, give us an update on Town Insurance here in North Carolina. Town Insurance is a top insurance and employee benefits agency in North Carolina and ranks in the top 50s nationwide. We have primary offices in Greenville, Kinston, Wilmington, Raleigh, and now Charlotte. And, Bill, what are areas Town Insurance specializes in? With our experienced account management team, we specialize in employee benefits, including group medical, dental, life, vision, disability, and voluntary options for employees. We compare these options with several of the best carriers in the market and assist businesses on benefit administration as well as employee education and enrollments. And how can a business best contact you to review their employee benefits program? Give us a call, 252-756-8300. Call today as the best time is now to come to town. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victra is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply now. 
Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. We have uh, had some fabulous shows this week. If you want to relive the magic... Such as Tony Schiavone from earlier in the week. Jim Zoki wrapping up the Panthers season. The 90-minute edition yesterday where I told the story of how Darius Rucker blocked me on Twitter. Uh, you can go to our website, 943thegame.com. We post the show there shortly after it's done every day. And I guess wherever you download your favorite podcast, you can get the recap each day. Commercial free of the Patrick Johnson Show. All right. Welcome back in, everybody. Uh, our ticket winner was Adam from Kinston. Adam, congratulations on winning the tickets to the big uh, ECU Memphis game on Saturday. I would have thought you had tickets or some way in. No, it's not. It's not as easy as you think it is. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're going to be able to go. All right. Well, this is your time. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Any statement you'd like to make? Any question you'd like to ask me? Maybe you can ask the ref. Philip Pilkick did a question. I think Ben's somewhere around here. If you want to ask him a question, maybe he'll answer it. Uh, it's your time to shine. Whatever you want to say, make a statement. Panthers, Pirates, whatever. Just as long as it's not profane, you can do whatever you want here. You got you got the floor for a second. All right. And uh, I had just heard about what you were just talking of is Scotty Moe maybe being in a position for the Panthers and I agree 100% if that is true he ought to be fired right now I mean and that's that's and I had somebody today say hey the NFL likes him yeah as a position coach he's fine he was a fine position coach at Duke he knows he knows how to coach receivers and running backs right he was not a great play caller at Duke he just wasn't and I mean <laughs> he was a disaster here as a head coach yes sir exactly any any other th so if 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 you're tepperd you have tepper money first of all you'd be able to get your own tickets to the ECU uh Memphis game but if you had tepper money if you had tepper money and Matt Rule hired Scotty Montgomery I don't even say if he interviews him he needs to be canned but let's say he hired him wouldn't you I mean you have to get rid of him at that point right they got rid of Cully today 4 days after the season or whatever so i mean I heard, get rid yeah. of him yeah one hundred percent. Yes, I mean, just I don't I don't even know how he can get a position to be interviewed at all either. But you know, what do I know? Yeah. All right. Well, we hope to see you out there at the game Saturday, and uh, say hello to your father for me, and uh, we'll yes, see sir, you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. He won legitimate, did he not, uh, Ref? I, that's just because I know of who he is and his dad is. That doesn't mean that I, I had any uh, hand in that. Correct. No, that is correct. Patrick had nothing to do with answering the phones. He sits in the other room next to us, so he has no access to the phones. Right. And I wouldn't know what to do if they called anyway. I can't answer that phone system. You guys can barely answer that phone system. All right. There's uh, a lot of truth in that statement. <laughs> All right, let's hear from Joe Dooley. It's our Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All righty. Uh, ECU losing at Cincinnati. 
And uh, Joe Dooley on what the Pirates struggled with early on as they dug themselves a 23-point hole. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the pressure comes off a little bit and, uh, on, on us, and I thought that the problem was the first half, all the things we emphasized, again, transition defense, uh, I thought we didn't get back. You know, we, didn't, we did not get back, and uh, they sort of hit us. So I thought we were really off-kilter offensively, bad shots. I mean, we've, we talk about it every day, but until we get that down where we need to, that's going to be a problem. Vance Jackson hit eight threes and scored a career-high 35. Joe Dooley talked about the night he had. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I thought the, the thing that was really good was he, he did some damage in the post. He did a nice job down the block, uh, you know, did some things, and I thought the guys did a nice job of getting him the ball. I thought we got some good minutes off the bench by the young kids. I thought, you know, Javon Small gave us a, a really, really good energy and uh, gave us some, I mean, he earned some more minutes, so he'll play more. And yeah. That's, that's what he's looking for. He's been waiting for an opportunity. He got it. He took advantage of it, so we'll play him. Well, that's what Joe Dooley's all about. If you're you're productive and you're making an impact, he's going to play you. And, and coach uh, on the post game, courtesy of uh, Learfield, said that uh, hey, we we had to go with some different lineups tonight. You talked about using those different lineups. Yeah, I mean, we we you know we got in foul trouble early. You know, we had some guys, so we needed to go a little bit deep without JJ. So we we gave Javon an opportunity. He he made the most of it. Uh, we tried to play a little bit small late with Vance at the five for a minute. Uh, offensively, obviously, we couldn't do that defensively as big as they are because they are huge. Uh, we need to tighten up. You know, our post defense hurt us in some instances today. I thought they threw the ball inside too much and were able to score Ogami and some of those guys. Even Davenport down in the mid to short post were able to get too many, you know, easy baskets. Now we got some back ourselves, but uh, we've got to eliminate some of those. And this is Coach Dooley on the fact that really the Pirates only had two guys in double figures. Vance Jackson with 35, Tristan Newton finished with 11. No, there wasn't. And uh, I, I did think, you know, we played with some different lineups, like you said, but, you know, we didn't have a low post scoring. I thought we missed it. We took a couple hard ones at the rim. We've got to understand that when you're there and you don't have an angle, you don't have an opportunity to get over. You know, the, they've got the two leading shot blockers in the country. Sometimes you have to fan it for three, and especially where Vance and some of those guys had shot it. Maybe get a fan out or a step in three, and those are the easiest or the best threes that you want to get or come, sometimes coming out of the post. Well, Pirates will face another shot-blocking operation and a long defensive team in Memphis on uh, Saturday. And uh, Coach talked about the more the ball moves, the better chance of getting a good shot. Well, statistically, it's shown that if you move the ball to a second or third shot, especially against a team like Cincinnati, who's terrific defensively, the, the statistics go up, you know, immeasurably. That try to play on a first side, it's not very good unless it's transition. If you get the ball to a second or third side, it allows the defense to break down or make a mistake, which they don't make many of. But the, it's just uh, understanding that. You know, I, you know, you talk to coaches throughout the country, and I think you know a lot of these guys watch the NBA games and they see some of the shots that these guys take. Well. That's why, they're re that's why they're one of the elite 450 in the world and they're making $28 million a year and just do what we do and, be, and simplify it, make easy plays, and easy plays win games. And we've, we've got to keep working. We've got to coach our guys better to do that, and we, we'll keep at it. It's a great line from Joe there. Uh, this is Coach on, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, the Vance uh, jump hook. That's what we were talking about, coaching, because a couple of possessions earlier, he tried to get back over his left shoulder, over his right shoulder, and, and you know flipped up one. And I said, you know, get, just get to a spot. You're six nine. You're a stud. Jump up and just throw the hook over him, and he did. And yes. I, I got to give him credit for doing. I thought it the, even the first play of the game, he you know he went down and, and and did a nice job down there in the post. The guys did a nice job throwing it right into him off the off a play we drew up and. 
Uh, but we need more of that. We need some more balance. I think some of these other guys will step up and play better. All right, uh, Joe Dooley on why the Pirates played second-half defense better. Well, a lot of it's when you don't give up layups, and a lot of those layups, Mike, Michael knows this as much as anybody. When you take bad shots, you're not prepared to rebound, and it also takes your defense out of position because you're not able to get set or those guys that are rebounding aren't expected or they're, they're, they're going somewhere that they're not ready for it. So when, he, when you take good shots or you take shots that are expected, it helps your rebound. It also helps your transition defense because guys are in position or they're expecting it so they can, if they're a point or a two, they can start running back. And uh, this will be, uh, we'll have more on this tomorrow, but this is a preview of uh, the Memphis Tiger game on Saturday for Coach Dooley. Those guys are going to make a lot of money in the future. And uh, I've got some really, you know, the kid Duran is a really special, I mean, uh, he reminds me a little bit of Wiseman. Wiseman might have been a little bit better offensive, but he is an elite. He's got a great touch, got a great motor. Bates is, a, you know, one of those unique players that as he gets older, as a 17-year-old, you're just amazed of, of some of the things he can do. And let's not forget Landers Nolly and, you know, Timberlake was a top 30 player coming out of high school. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to learn from this and get ready to play on Saturday. And Joe Dooley will be with us tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. All right, that's today's Pirate Report. We're going to go over some of the highlights as they were. Matt Rule uh, talking with the guys at one of the sports radio stations in Charlotte for an interview. So that is coming up. But first, if you're looking for a new career, and I think a lot of people maybe are, an amazing company has selected Greenville as the home of their nationwide contact center. It's Victra, the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care and operations support. Great benefits. They include commission potential. You'll get paid face-to-face training. Medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill. Also, access to wages prior to payday, if that's what you need. Maybe you're coming off a tough situation and you start with them. 401k matching, that's a big thing. Victor is now hiring both full and part-time positions. And get this, top performers with Victor can earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their support uh, and all of their sales and service opportunities, it's inbound. There's no cold calling. You're not telemarketing. You can earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. I'm going to give you a website. You kind of, if you can, write it down and remember it. It's pretty simple. And you can apply at this website for a job with Victra. It's pit-jobs.com. Pit is in Pitt County-jobs.com for Victra. Philip the Ref Pilkington with a sports flash update. When we come back on the other side, Ben B-Baby Byram. We'll hear from Matt Rule, who was on WFNZ Sports Radio in Charlotte. The sound, the reaction after the ref. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update. In NFL news, the Houston Texans have fired David Culley after just one season. The Carolina Panthers are interviewing Scotty Montgomery for the offensive coordinator open position. And the Green Bay Packers had Whitney Mercer 
returned to practice this week, and Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams declares for the NFL draft. On to college football, Lane Kiffin is going to hire his younger brother as a co-defensive coordinator, and former Louisiana Lafayette running back Montrell Johnson will transfer to Florida. To the NBA, the Hawks trade Cam Reddish to the Knicks for Kevin Knox and a first-round pick, and the Pistons void a trade with the Nuggets for Bull Bull after he failed his physical. The Canes play the Blue Jackets tonight at 7 in PNC Arena, and on to the Premier League's Arsenal took on Liverpool today in the first leg of the League Cup semifinal, and the game ended in a scoreless draw. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. More with the P-Man on Matt Rule after this quick timeout. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. Or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victor is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pick-jobs.com to apply now. Are you shopping for a new boat but can't find exactly what you want or don't want? Check out Pair Custom Boats in Washington. They custom build your boat with no more or no less than exactly what you want. You can design it yourself with Pair Custom Boats. Towers, T-tops, no T-tops, forward seating, rear seating, or just a flush deck. They can customize your wants and needs in one of their four models. And the big news for 2022 is there are now two new models being introduced this year. The new 25-foot and 27-foot models will be great additions to the Pair Customs lineup. Call today, 252-717-7009. Visit the website at pairmarine.com or come see us in Little Washington, North Carolina. That's 252-717-7009 for Pair Custom Boats. Or visit the website and check out all the models at pairmarine.com. You can sit down and build your own custom-built center console with Pair custom boats if you're like most people you're probably more than a little concerned about the state of the world around us today strange times the stock market all-time highs every day u.s debt never been higher right now dollars losing value and let's not forget about inflation the highest since 2008 remember what happened in 2008 so how do you protect your money your retirement your savings well many people just like you are turning to old faithful to protect themselves during these difficult times and old faithful is real gold and silver from the oxford gold group the kind you can actually hold in your hands and have in your ira no better time than the present to protect your future and the future of your family Call the Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. They will send you their free guide on investing in gold and silver and answer all of your questions. Protect your money before things get even worse out there. 
Call the Oxford Gold Group today at 833-928-GOLD. Oxford is here to help you protect your savings and retirement. That's 833-928-GOLD. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. Well, the drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. We uh, have a brand new sponsor that we'll have a little more on next week coming to the Patrick Johnson Show. Had a great uh, visit with that sponsor's rep today. I'm very excited about it. Especially all the kind of weekend warriors we got in the audience. This will be a good thing for a lot of them, I think. So uh, more on that. Tomorrow, uh, I think Joe Dooley's going to join us for uh, a segment. So uh, there we go. That'll be the Pirate Report tomorrow, huh? Uh, East Carolina and Memphis, 4 o'clock on Saturday, 3.30 the airtime here on 94.3 the game at 107.9 WNCT. Both teams coming off a loss as the road team last night. Memphis lost by 10 at UCF. They were 6 of 18 from the foul line. Uh, let's see. Uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington producing today. Is Ben B. Baby in position here? Do we have uh, Ben Ben Byram? I want to get both reaction to this as you are, are two-thirds of the uh, On the Prowl podcast. Is that still a thing on our, our website, the On the Prowl podcast? Ben did try. He, he just said, I tried to get a show going this week. He did. It's It's been a little tough lately. Ben, I told Casey, you. Casey and Ben quit watching the games. That's the problem. Well, Casey, I understand because he was probably working. What was Ben? Ben didn't Ben go to a movie or something one weekend? Ben did go to a movie one weekend. Ben said, hey, he didn't quit watching the games. I think Ben's done a decent job watching the games. No, Casey just has been watching, like, soccer. Well, look, no offense to Casey, but aren't you guys the broadcast professionals? That is true. Yeah. All right. Do a podcast. Come on. Uh, hey, you got something to talk about here? Matt Rule on WFNZ Sports Radio in Charlotte. What's the name of their morning show? Like uh, the Morning Zoo with uh, Duck Fart and Duck Snort? I mean, what is the name of the uh, morning program out there? The, Ma- the Mac Attack. The Mac Attack. Ah, classic sports radio name. I love it. I love it. The Mac Attack. Um, Matt Rule was never told the future lies on whoever he hires as the offensive coordinator. Was that a question? Yeah, they just like straight up were like, do you know whether or not like who you hire will affect your future with this team? Has you talked well, yeah, to will affect about his, that? It will affect his future with the team. I mean, whoever he hires had better be productive and put something in place or he won't be here next year. So I get the question. I guess Rule must have misinterpreted it. But I can tell you this. The fact that he's even thinking of Scotty Montgomery is grounds for him being terminated. All right, this is Matt Rule. Then we'll get reaction from the On the Prowl guys. Yeah, you know, I've, 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 I've never been told um, that my my status depends on who I hire. Uh, in fact, every conversation I've had with, 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 with David uh, Tepper has been, you know, I, I think I saw him. Twice Monday, twice Tuesday. You know, it's always been 
uh, long-term vision, long-term vision, long-term vision. Like, you know, hey, hey, you know, we know what we need to do. You know, we know we need to build the backbone of the team, you know, to control the line of scrimmage. We know we need to solidify ourselves at quarterback. You know, we know we need to, you know, get the staff where we want it. So it's all been, it's all been that. So, you know, I, I've been pretty consistent. You know, I'm not, I'm smart enough to know I'm not going to speak for somebody. I'm not going to speak for the owner, but he's never, uh, he's never uh, talked any other way other than, hey, go out and hire a great staff, guys you believe in. Uh, but more importantly, let's turn our attention to free agency, both our own guys that we want to resign, and, and then let's get started on the next guys. Let's get ready for the Senior Bowl, the East-West game, and then let's uh, let's attack the, the draft. And hopefully, hopefully, guys, there's a combine this year, and we can attack all those things. All right, I'm going to give my thoughts on this, and then I'm going to let you guys have the irrational reaction part of the of the analysis. Is that fair? Yep. Okay. Uh, that's consistent with what he was saying at the end of the season and near the end of the season. They've only talked long-term vision. They've got a plan. Now, I don't think he very articulately illustrated what that plan is going to be, but that is at least all consistent from what I – so. But I will say this. If he hires Scotty Montgomery, he can go ahead and count on himself not being the, the coach for year four. And, and I mean, this that, that's, that's the most important hire that this organization probably is going to make. At least if you're Matt Rule, that's the most important hire you're going to make probably in your entire football coaching history. All right, which one of you boys want to go? Which one of you fellers want to go first? All right, for, I'll take uh, it. All right, go ahead. Now, I mean, don't be irrational here. Be, be cohesive in your thoughts. No, I will. Um, kind of like you said, it seemed like he misinterpreted the question because he brought it up like whether or not he would get fired just off who he <laughs> hired. And then he tried to be like, well, no, he's told me to hire the right guys. Well, what is the owner going to say? Matt, if you hire the wrong hire coordinator, the wrong I'm just going to yeah. can you. I mean, no. What owner would say that? So I don't know. It kind of seemed like a dumb response to me. All right, now I expect a B-baby answer to that. To this, I mean, I'm gonna go right. pretty. I'm gonna go pretty rational here. I think Matt Rule is kind of in a bad spot here because clearly he's saying they have a long-term vision and they want to be a team that, in the future, is gonna be he's gonna be the head coach for the next ten years and winning Super Bowls. But to be quite frank, when it comes to the offensive coordinator position right now, you want a guy that's coached the OC position in the league. Yes. And there's only two candidates I've seen, and <laughs> Jay Gruden. And uh, Bill O'Brien, and if it's not those two, then I can't. I don't think you can afford to get a guy like a Pep Hamilton, or obviously a Scotty Mo, whoever else that's never coached that position before in the league. And you kind of want to slowly develop like a Joe Brady. I mean, he's got to get a guy that's going to get the ball rolling and who has experience. So he's in a tough spot. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, quite frankly, I'm not even sure how he was supposed to answer that question. Yeah. Well, again, I think it was maybe, and I, I've not heard the question. But it sounds like either it was misinterpreted or, you know, maybe it was, hey, this, do you realize this depends a lot on, uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, speaking of Pep Hamilton, by the way, he's from Charlotte, right? Yeah. Yeah. Played at Howard. I think West Charlotte is where he graduated from. Has he ever called plays? I mean, Montgomery, for better or for worse, did call plays at Duke. Now, to what extent? Yeah, he was the offensive coordinator at, uh, Stanford, maybe? Yeah, I think he was. He was the offensive coordinator at Stanford. Ben's going to look it up for sure because we're not No, I, I think sure. he was. Yeah, I think he was. And he might have been. Um, no, he he was not at Virginia Tech. He was at Stanford. 
Um, but I think he also, well, I mean, he's kind of tinkered with quarterbacks. He's been that guy that's kind of, you know, and he was the, hey, he was the head coach of the DC defenders in the XFL. That's good enough for me. Three and two for that thing went sideways. I don't mind the Pep Hamilton thing. The Scotty thing is a, if I were you guys at a Panthers fan, I'd be irate if I heard that. The other guys, I don't. I, I think that's pretty good. I don't know if you want Gruden in there with all the baggage, but I mean, at this point, you got to bring somebody in to call some plays. All right, Matt Rule on not drafting a quarterback from WFNZ Radio in Charlotte, an interview he did this morning. You know, we haven't passed on many quarterbacks on the draft. Most of the guys, the Justin Herberts, the you know, the Joe Burrows, the Tua's, the Trevor Lawrence's, they've all gone before us. Two quarterbacks we passed on in this year's draft were Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Max had a really good year. Justin's had, you know, had struggled, had a, had, a, had a tough year, but I think Justin's going to be a really good quarterback. And um, you know, Sam, um, we, we just kind of put Sam in that group with with those young quarterbacks. All right, B baby, I want to ask you a question here. Uh, do okay, you think just on? do you think do you think what's going on? That's <laughs> what I'd like to know after listening to Matt Rule. Uh, do you think? Justin Fields would have had a successful year in Charlotte this season. Uh, absolutely not. I was never on the whole full uh, okay. Justin Fields. All right, no, no, no. That, I, 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 you don't need to qualify it. It's, just, it's kind of a yes or. Do you think Mac Jones, who had a pretty decent year, would have had a successful year in Charlotte this year? Absolutely not. I mean, he's a system quarterback right now. Okay. All right. Uh, Ref, do you agree with the, those statements? Um. Yes, a hundred percent on the Fields thing. I think. Mac Jones would have had a serviceable year in Charlotte, not the year he had in New England. You think he had a better year than than Darnold? Oh yeah, for sure. With with no Christian McCaffrey or no offensive line to speak of. Oh, absolutely. There was a tweet put out today, and it was like it was after he made the comment saying he put Darnold in the same boat as those guys, and it like broke down their stats of their final year of college, and it's like these guys are in the same boat as Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold's stats were way worse. He was horrible in college. All right, uh, this is on passing on Slater. Uh, Rashawn hadn't played the year before. Um, you know, he w- wasn't ideal tackle size. Uh, you know, there was a lot of questions. Of, hey, is he a guard? Same thing with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. And it was really, hey, are you going to take a guy who's a guard uh, at this at this number? You know, I think uh, Rashawn, I've had a chance to go back and watch Rashawn. You know, he, he's... He's playing out in the Chargers with a really mobile quarterback. He's a he's a he's a really good player. All right. Um, I mean, we've talked about the offensive line there. They anyway. Um, Matt Rule on. Well, before we'll finish with twelve. Let's go to thirteen here because this is a pretty long thing here, and 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 this is kind of fumbling and bumbling. Is that what you guys are telling me? So yeah, Coach Rule was asked why he says the process is working, and this was his reaction. Well, you know, and, and let me just say this. Like, you know, I think when I say that, okay, um, I just try to say, like, hey, you know, we have, a, we have a goal we want to get to. We want to build a Super Bowl champion. I think when we took over in 2019, it was the end of a, a great run, and, and, and you know, it was, it was a time for a turnover. It was time to rebuild the roster. So there had to just be a plan in place. And so when I say the word process, I just mean, like, hey, just – methodically just trying to attack that plan for you know for at first i was doing it with marty now i'm doing it with scott 
And man, this, this is a player's league, and so you have to you have to revamp the roster. And there were some good pieces left over, you know, guys like Shaq Thompson, guys like Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore. But we lost a lot of great pieces: the, the Luke Keekleys, the James Bradburys, the you know, the Greg Olsons, the you know, just go on and on and on and on. And so, um, you know, year two, the, the the record's the same. It's five and twelve. Man, it absolutely infuriates me and pisses me off and makes me mad. I mean, I'm so I'm not sitting here saying like, hey guys, everything's fine. Um, but I do see, I do have to do a good job of taking a fifty thousand foot view and saying, okay. You know, um, how do we have a roster like they had in 2015? Well, uh, the way you do that is Derek Brown, you know, uh, becomes a great player. Brian Burns becomes a pro bowler. Um, J.C. Uh, Horn becomes one of the top corners in the National Football League. Jeremy Chin uh, becomes a dominant player. D.J. Moore becomes a dominant player. Christian McCaffrey, uh, we get him healthy. He becomes a dominant player. Timo, we re-sign Timo, but, we, you know, we build the O-line along. So it's, it's not where you want it to be. But I think the steps we made defensively this year, and they weren't enough. Like I can tell you, if you talk to Phil Snow, he's not satisfied at all with defense. But when we when we had our guys out there, and we were pretty healthy up until the, you know kind of the end of the year. Um, I think we were you know we were one of the better defenses in the National Football League. It's just that you can't do that on both sides of the ball in, in the modern era in today's draft. You know when the salary cap went backwards, it wasn't like we had more money to go out and make big signings. So I, I feel like the roster's better now than it was after the exodus of 2019. I feel like guys like Tommy Tremble and uh, shoot, Brady Christensen, Terrace Marshall, like they got their feet wet this year, but they're going to be good players. So yeah, when I say the process is working, I don't mean that we had a good year this year, and I don't yeah. mean that anyone shouldn't be angry about this year. But I, I, I just believe that this is a player's league. This is a talent acquisition league, and we lost a lot, a lot of great players at the end of uh, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019. I, I go back and watch that all-or-nothing uh, sometimes you know that they that they did. I think it was 2018, right? And it's, yeah, I mean it's 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 Julius Peppers, it's it's Ryan Khalil, it's Luke Keekley, it's Greg Olson, it's Cam Newton. It's I mean it's it's some of the best players to to, to play this game. It's Pro Bowlers, the Hall of Famers. So the goal is to get back to that that type of a roster, and, and that's by developing our own players, but also bringing in a bunch of young players, um, and then hopefully now being able to have some money to sign some guys in free agency to help put us over the top. All right, Ben, you, you I think, uh, had some input on that cut. What about that stood out to you? Well, when he talks about developing guys there, I mean, notice that he hasn't mentioned any guys in this uh, this past draft. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, we could talk point. all we want about how Matt Rule is a bad coach. What about the GM? I mean, has there been a single move this year? When it comes to uh, Scott Fitterer that's worked out, I mean, l- even look at the guys he's released and Denzel Perryman, who goes on to be one of the better middle linebackers in the league. And that's a weak point in our defense right now. Jermaine Carter, he's just not getting it done. Or look at ben. Rasul Douglas. Rasul Douglas ben. is a Pro Bowl out there right ben. now. You could have signed him to a small one-year deal. Ben, what they signed They signed Cam Newton. They Exactly. They signed Cam Newton to, what, $10 million for, what, three, four games? <laughs> Three, four really not very good games, really bad games. Hey, Ben, he came in at the goal line, and they he scored a touchdown in Arizona. Oh, he had the all-time like debut goal line package performance, uh, if we want to get very specific there. But outside of that, he was he was terrible. He was awful. I didn't even like his Washington start that everybody praised like he was the next coming, second coming of Jesus. I um, asked Ben yesterday, Phillip, uh, John Lester Hall of Fame. Three rings, 200 wins. And 
Ben said there it's not a hall of very good. That's kind of what Ben reminded when he was talking about Cam Newton there. He's a, hall, a hall of very of fa- good player. A hall of very good. There's not a hall of very good. All right, uh, Philip, I'm sure you were hanging on every word. Um, what is the what is your assessment of that? Is the process working? I mean, in order to see the process work, you got to see improvement. And I thought the team took a drastic step back this year. So you can sit that, there and talk a lot all because you want. I, I that's saying a lot because I think the whole the COVID year really handcuffed their situation. And look, they started out well. And I think the reason they started out well is because, well, they had guys healthy or relatively healthy. And I think they had a, you know, they had a, an off season. They had a preseason. Well, you know, Ben, despite all this, is saying, "Hey, the guy deserves a third year." I don't. I, where are you on that, Philip? Should he have gotten the third year or no? I don't think so. I mean, okay. no. And you know, you said they started out well. The three teams they beat, my high school could have beat those teams. They beat the Texans, the Jets, and then they beat the uh, hey, Saints, wins. who were out eleven players they, and eight coaches. They beat Arizona. All right. The. Now, look, when I was young and full of uh, piss and vinegar like you guys, I would have rolled my eyes at this. But this breaks my heart as an old man now. He, Matt Rule can't even go to a Hornets game. Hit it. Um, you know, the Hornets game, I, you know, I just kind of told Brian, like, hey, buddy, buddy, I don't think we're going to be able to go to any Hornets games this year. And, um, you know, I just try to be the best father that I can be. And, now, why won't he go to Hornet? Because he gets booed. He'd get because they'd put him on the jumbotron and he'd get booed. Huh. <sighs> no, I'm with you. I feel bad for this whole situation, not only for him but for his kid. Ben brought it up um, before the show. He said, you know, when he was that age, you know, his dad was his biggest hero, and I can, you know, I was the same way for me, and like I couldn't imagine, you know, having my dad be booed and you know everybody calling for his job out publicly like that. So yeah, it breaks my heart for those kids and his wife. The- the kid won't get it. No, the wife doesn't care. Let me. I'm gonna give you the reason why. Because the kid doesn't understand it now, but the kid will get it. He has 8.25 million reasons annually to not care if anybody boos him. A, a fraction of that, you can boo me all you want. He will probably boo me anyway. Do we have time to? Is this a? Uh, are we overshot ourselves here? Are we good, or do we need to? Do we need to take it to 56. We'll just take it to 56. Okay. Can we do that? Have I screwed us up here today with this award-winning segment? That Not at all. Not at all. We are okay. all good. All right. I just wanted to make sure. So that's it. Ben, do you have a, any statement on not going to the Hornets game? Or has Ben left the studio already because of his other duty? He left the studio already. He's getting uh, ready for our uh, next show in there. Right. I understand. Okay. Well, that's too, that's uh, too bad. That really is too bad. Look, I... I to me, I, Rule sounded better in this than he did at any press conference that he's done the last two years, I thought. I, mean, I didn't hear the whole thing, but I was just based on the – he seemed to have a fairly consistent story. He wasn't ebity, ebity, ebity in everywhere. I mean, I, I thought he did a pretty good job with this. You listened to the whole thing. What, what's, your, what's your reaction to the whole thing out of it? No, I think he did a great job. Um, you know, he didn't beat around the bush. He accepted the fact that things haven't gone well. He took responsibility. And I thought it was a very mature, well thought out, you know, answer. So I, I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. Well, kudos to the guys at FNZ for getting him on. Uh, we're going to have uh, Joe Dooley on our show tomorrow. Maybe some others still working on some things. I have a big get, but we'll see. Uh, and I think next week, sometime, we're going to have the Chancellor. 
Chancellor Rogers is going to join us next week. Uh, looks like middle of the week sometime. So we're uh, we're still hashing out some of those details. So that's a that's a pretty nice little uh, pickup there. Lots to talk about with the Chancellor, not only from an athletic standpoint, but also the university standpoint. And this will be the first time that Chancellor Rogers will have been on with us uh, on the show. You joined us on the football pregame show and, and was really good. But I, I think uh, I'm looking forward to having him on. Uh, looks like middle of next week. All right. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. The get you to the weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson show. And that's coming up tomorrow right here on 94.3 The Game. Thanks to Philip. Thanks to Ben. And we'll catch you tomorrow. Also, Joe Dooley going to be on the program. See you tomorrow. Have a great evening, everybody. Attention duck hunters. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville is the premier shop for all your duck hunting supplies and is Eastern North Carolina's newest Benelli, Stoger, and Franchi shotgun dealer. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop carries the most sought after duck loads such as Kent Fast Steel 2.0, Heavy Steel and Heavy Metal, Federal Black Cloud, Remington Nitro Steel and Hypersonic, Winchester Blindside and Royal Blue Steel, and Chokes by Pattern Master and Carlson. They also carry Green Head Gear decoys by Avery, Mojo Motorized Decoys, Decoy Weights and Cord, Avery Blinds and Real Grass.